will be uh, Joshua chapter 6. Uh, we're going to hang around in Joshua chapter 6 and probably Joshua chapter 7 and, and maybe a couple other places. Father, bless your word. We thank you for it now. Sit me down and allow your Holy Spirit to, to operate and move in me and through me. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Uh, the first Sunday in January, the Lord gave us a word in regards to a manna was going to cease and we would be eating from the fruit of the land because the children of Israel were getting ready to cross over into the land of Canaan. It's, it's a land where God was going to do supernatural things and make provisions for them. And they had a major, major victory, a major victory. Uh, the first obstacle they had to uh, set forth was the place called Jericho. And the Lord established uh, with us about what Jericho actually means to us today. Uh, Jericho is, is a, like a representative of a wall. But when God broke it down for us about our Jericho, Jericho is anything that uh, keeps us from totally surrendering to the Lord. There are walls, there, there are people, places, and things that will cause us not to totally surrender unto the Lord. And one thing we have to understand about victory, there's something that always follows victory, and that thing is defeat. Now, uh, today's topic will be the agony of defeat, from victory to defeat. And one of the things we have to establish about Jericho is when, when the Lord delivers us from anything, our Jericho, whatever it may be, everybody knows what that Jericho is. Uh, for me, sometimes my Jericho is fear. When God may deliver me from that thing, and sometimes I may go back to it. Or your Jericho might be uh, fornication. It might be lust. It might be alcohol. It might be drugs. It might be gossiping. It, if whatever hinders you from totally giving your life over to the Lord is your Jericho. Now, once God takes down that Jericho, that, that, that thing that hinders us from, from being able to totally surrender to the Lord, we have to make sure we do not rebuild that Jericho. Now, I want to share something about what happens when you rebuild or when I rebuild the Jericho. Now, in Joshua chapter number 6, I want to look at verse number 26. Just want to teach this morning. Because we have to understand that the distance between uh, Jericho or distance between a victory uh, and a defeat is just one step. The distance between a victory, a major victory in your life, and defeat, the downside, is just one step. But here's the danger of rebuilding that thing which God has torn away from our lives. And that is Joshua chapter 6 and verse number 26. Now Joshua speaks to the people after they have this great victory. And verse 26 says, and Joshua adjured, or it means he commanded them at that time saying, curse be the man before the Lord that rises up. And buildeth this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof, 
in his firstborn and in his youngest son shall be set up the gates of it. Well, what does all that mean? When we rebuild that thing that God has torn us down, because it's done, it's done by supernatural power. It's no, no power of our own. It's the Lord's power. And if we go back and we rebuild that thing that God has delivered us from, what happens is here Joshua gives the people a command. He said, you put yourself under a curse when you rebuild that thing that God has delivered us from. Can, can I get an amen on that? Can, can we comprehend that? So, and then he says, watch what he says will happen. He, says, you, he tells them, now if you rebuild it, you're going to take your, your uh, uh, firstborn son, and he's going to be laid for the foundation. And then he says, your younger son should be set up as the gates thereof. Now, in order to understand that, we're going to go to 1 Kings chapter number 16. We're going to go to 1 Kings chapter number 16. 1 Kings. Let's go to book 1 Kings chapter number 16. 1 Kings chapter number 16. Are we there? 1 Kings chapter number 16. Are we there? Now, here's a prophecy of what Joshua prophesied 500 years later. Because, because God has not dealt with us in regards to us going back and rebuilding our Jericho does not mean he has forgotten. Now, here comes 500, this is blew my mind, 500 years later, the prophecy comes to pass. In the book of 1 Kings, chapter number 16, looking at verse number 34. Are we there? 1 Kings, chapter number 16, looking at verse number 34. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy that was given by Joshua 500 years before it actually happened. Now, verse 34 says, In his days did Hiah, uh, the Bethanite, build Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abram, his firstborn, and he set up the gates thereof, his youngest son, Seguf, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. Now, these, these names, they do mean something here. Now, it talks about how he had laid uh, the foundation of his, when he laid the foundation of rebuilding Jericho. Now, he was a wealthy man. But when he first lays the foundation, the prophecy in Joshua says he will lay it with his firstborn son. In other words, his firstborn son died because he went against the command of God. Now, the name Haya, which means uh, alive, and it also means an appetite. What had happened was the, 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 that old appetite, that wild beast within us, will sometimes, it will come alive, and it will want to go back and rebuild that thing God has torn it down. Can we understand that? So you, that, 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 that beast uh, uh, appetite. That, that beast thing that wants to go back and we want to reach back and get those things God has delivered us from, our Jericho, okay? He say he laid his foundation with, the, with his firstborn, Abram. That means, that, that firstborn son's name, it means uh, the father of deceit. 
So he lays that foundation in deceit because he went against the command and the prophecy of God. So he lays it with deceit. In other words, he ends up dying. Anytime we go back to to our uh, Jericho or those things that God has delivered us from, what happens is it causes us to die within. And then we begin to operate in the spirit of denial. Okay, and then there's, that's that deceit. You know how the enemy speak to you and tell you some lies, and we believe him? <laughs> he don't tell you the results of the lie we just ate and we just took in. He don't tell you what's going to happen down the road. He just tells you something now to make you want to, want to go back to your Jericho and rebuild it. So that firstborn son, he dies. That first thing that you birth, anything that's firstborn, that, that means anything that the, your first fruit or your new fruit, your, your first fruit, it, it dies when we go back to, to, to Jericho, rebuilding that thing. And then he says that, that, that last son, the youngest son, his name is Sigub, which means gates. When we go back, thank you, Holy Spirit, when we go back to rebuild those things God has torn down in our lives or delivered us from, then what happens, we make ourselves inaccessible to God. Have we tried to live two lives, double lives? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we become in, inaccessible. Those gates, those, those open doors that God has for us, what happens, they become inaccessible. And the reason why is because we have gone back and we have rebuilt Jericho. Think about what your Jericho is. I mean, I know what my Jerichos with an S are. I know what they are. Think about what your Jericho is. Amen. And, and think about the losses that we get when we rebuild those Jerichos. Because, see, anytime we go back and rebuild what, we, what we've been delivered from, do you not know the enemy just consumed that and he eats up more and more and more? And we're operating in a state of losses. Anybody been operating in losses lately? That, that means we have to do an inventory of the losses that, that we've had. Now, let's go now. Let's go back to um, Joshua chapter number 7. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. Yeah, Joshua chapter 7. Now, remember, he's, they've got one back. God warns us about rebuilding. And let's see here what happens because some things happen after we rebuild and we go against the commands of God. Joshua chapter 7, beginning at verse number 1. Are we there? Okay. Remember now, defeat is just one step from victory. You have your victory. You celebrate your victory. But all of a sudden, we are at defeat. It's only one step away. It's only one step away. Now, Joshua chapter 7, looking at verse number 1, it says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass hmm, in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Kamiah, the son of uh, Zabdi, the son of Zuah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now, God had specifically told them, do not take anything from Jericho. Don't take anything from Jericho. Whatever that God delivered us from, God said, don't, don't allow Satan to tell us, oh, you can hold on to this and you'll be all right. No, you can't hold on to anything that the devil give you. 
Amen. Because just a little piece will destroy you. Amen. So now he, the, the Bible says that, that the, um, Israel had committed a trespass. A trespass is a violation. You know how um, you, sometimes you go on people's property and you see a sign that says no trespass. That means you're violating someone else's property when you go on their land without getting permission. Okay? So what the children of Israel had done, they had committed a trespass. They had violated the commands of God. And then he says they had took the accursed thing, that thing that God had, had placed accursed on. Anytime you hold on to something that, that, that the devil gave you and God and delivered you from, you put yourself under a curse. And then he talks about, he says, for Achan, the son, which is Bildu or Kamai, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, he took of that cursed thing, and it angered the Lord. Now, first of all, we have to understand what Achan means. The word Achan there, it means a place of ruins. It's a place of ruins. You do not want to take anything from the place of ruins. You don't want to do that. Because, see, when you take of the, of the things from the place of ruins, it disturbs some things. See, it can mean trouble. It means disturb, to, to disturb. It, 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 whenever we take anything that belongs to God, it disturbs uh, the Lord. So that word that Achan means trouble or disturb. Now watch what the trouble or the disturbance affects. Now, it affects three things. It begins to talk about the builder of Kamai. Well, whenever we, uh, we take of the things that God has told us not to take from, then it says it affects the builder of Kamai. Well, that means it affects the builder uh, of the soul. See, the word Kamai means gardener. A gardener is the one that, that digs or he builds. But Whenever we allow that spirit of Achan within us to take some things that does not belong to us, that God has delivered us from, the first thing it does, it disturbs the building of the soul. We're no longer in it being interested in the things of God. When we allow that thing that, that, that's troubling us, that we've reached back and then got from our Jericho, what it does, it will disturb the process of the building the building of the, uh, the, 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 the building of the soul. We want to make sure that whatever we do, we continue to build the soul. Now, the second thing that it affects is, is, is the Zebdah. That word there means gift. So when, when Achan, that spirit of Achan, which is trouble, and any time we get caught up in sin or caught up in the things that God told us not to partake of or put our hands to, it affects the building of our soul. Have you ever been caught up in sin and wonder why you can't hear God? I, I, I heard a few amens, amen. You, you feel like God's not with you? See, it has affected the building of your soul. It's affected uh, uh, the hearing of the word. You become dull of hearing. It's, it's uh, being a part of the body of Christ or uh, uh, being with the family of Christ or uh, being in relationship with God or uh, being in the presence of God. It, it's no longer important to you anymore. I mean, it's, it's just like it has dulled your hearing or your love for God. And so then it says the next thing that happens, it will affect the gift that God has in you. 
When we reach back and we get that, that thing from Jericho, that thing that God has delivered us from, it will affect the gift that God has on the inside of you. Boy, I do not want what the song said. My response is, <laughs> I'm never going back. That, that was the song. My response is, because when you reach back, look at all the things that's being affected. See, they had, they did a trespass. They, they violated the things that God told them not to do. So it affects your gift when we reach back and, and get those things that, that God has torn down in our life. And the last thing is what happens also, it affects our brightness. It affects our shine. The Bible says we're supposed to shine like the noonday sun. So when we reach back and get out and get the things that God has delivered us from, those things that he has torn down, that Jericho, it affects our brightness. In other words, it affects, it affects, thank you, Holy Spirit, it affects our witness. Have you ever, know you've been messed up and trying to witness somebody? And where it's hard to come out, ain't it? <laughs> kind of hard to come out. But but when when we when we take that thing that that troubles the spirit, God says now you affect the three things it does. It affects your witness. It, it affects the gift God has on the inside of you. It affects the building of your soul. See, all three of them have sons, and the word son in Hebrew means builder of the family of God. Then we become ineffective. Nobody wants to be ineffective, amen, especially when they're naming the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. Okay, now, verse number two says, and Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai. Ai is the place of ruins. But watch this. It says, which is beside Beth Haven? Well, Beth Haven, there in the Hebrew it means a place of nothingness. So there it is. Now you're in a place of ruins, but you've got built right beside you, not Bethel, which is the house of God, but you've got a place called Beth Haven right beside you, which is called a place of nothingness. So, so what are you going to get? Nothing from nothing, leave nothing, right? I mean, you just look at the story. It, it, it's just so amazing. Then it says that place of nothingness, which is Beth Haven, it is on the east side of Bethel, which is the house of God. Bethel is, is the house of God. And he spake unto them, saying, You go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed, they viewed Ai, that, that place of ruins. Uh, and watch what happens now. Remember now, the topic was the agony of defeat. Talked about from victory to defeat. Defeat is only one step away from when we had our major victory. What is it about mankind that man gets puffed up? And when I say man, man, man when it comes down to God, has no gender. See, there's no gender when it comes down to, 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 to God. And there's no male or female, okay? Now, watch what happens. Now, remember now that Jericho, it took the supernatural power of God. It took the supernatural power of God to bring down that stronghold. Now, look at verse number 3 in chapter number 7 in the book of Joshua. It says, And they returned to Joshua, and they said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up, go up 
and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but a few. Now, they have gotten puffed up, and I thought about you, Minister Vernon, from the teachings on Wednesday night. They had gotten puffed up in pride.